Hey peeps, Mr. Fretz here from the Fretzelmania podcast and the Game Changer podcast. Uh, before I go on <clears throat> and cover what I'm going to cover here today, I want to sincerely thank everybody for voting for myself and for my good brother and co-host Nate, the effing great, uh, for nominating us for a few categories in the upcoming WrestleHub pod- Podcast Awards Hosted by good brother, good friend, and the band that actually paved the way for us to join Russell Attic Radio, Ant Stefano from The Rant. Now, of course, we're aware that uh, Ant uh, doesn't cover uh, cover wrestling anymore. Him, Kyle, and Brad uh, on their new show, which is absolutely hilarious, The Rant, uh, they, they cover everything and break out into random uh songs and uh butt rock songs when you are with me i'm free like i do <laughs> so yeah big, big ups to that big thank you and we have been nominated for so nate has been nominated for solo of the year because well i didn't come into the uh game changer podcast and russell attic radio until about may or june so, as well as Nate and I are also up for Duo of the Year, Comedy of the Year, Newcomer of the Year, and me here at Fretzelmania am up for Most Informative Podcast of the Year. So, I'm actually blown away that you actually think I'm informative. So, thank you everybody. And now that the nominations are out, please, please vote for myself for Most Informative of the Year. It would be awesome to get a WrestleHub Award in my first year of podcasting. Uh, please vote for Nate and myself for Duo Comedy and Newcomer of the Year. I would love, love to get at least one of those awards. Nate absolutely deserves a solo of the year because well not only does he cover wrestling with me Sundays on Wrestle Attic Radio he also does his own show with uh either with himself or with uh Tori or or random other people when he covers uh movies and pop culture uh he's a great listen he's a great friend and folks Let's talk about that crazy NXT invasion on SmackDown. This is the Fretzelmania Podcast. You are listening to the Fretzelmania Podcast on Anchor.fm. Bro. Welcome to the Fretzelmania podcast. I 
am Mr. Fretz. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the legendary JF. You can find this podcast, F-R-E-T-Z-L-E Mania, on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and many other platforms podcasts can be heard. Breaker, Overcast, etc., etc. Just look for me. I'm everywhere. Also, Sundays on Wrestle Addict Radio with good brother Nate the F and Great on the Game Changer podcast, where we talk about the happenings in pro wrestling and also step back into my Wayback Machine and talk about oh, wrestling's past. Uh, we just reviewed Halloween Havoc 1998. And this coming week, we are starting our Survivor Series month with. 2003 uh and then the week after that i'm going to be away from the 12th to the 15th so i will not be podcasting that week and hopefully by the end of the month uh patreon peeps uh wrestle addict radio patreon peeps uh i'm looking at you wade uh i will be releasing my monthly 20 bell salute where i look back on not only wrestling pay-per-views from 20 years ago each month but notable releases from video games movies tv shows music etc as for now before i get into this wacky nxt smackdown uh i gotta cover a couple of notable uh news items here we have Chris Jericho versus Hiroshi Tanahashi is set for Wrestle Kingdom 14. I believe it will be for the Intercontinent. I don't know. Is Tanahashi a title holder right now? Uh, I'm not sure. But anyways, Chris Jericho, the pain maker himself, has vowed to retire Tanahashi at Wrestle Kingdom 14. I think that event is going to be the actual retirement of Jushin Thunder Liger. What a career that man has had. My goodness, what a wrestler. Uh, Hiromu, Hiromu Takahashi is returning and will face Will Ospreay at Wrestle Kingdom 14. That is going to be a two-night event. Uh, WrestleMania, take notes. Uh, Takahashi uh, broke his neck in a match and was forced to vacate the Junior Heavyweight Championship, which... Will Ospreay won in, uh, I want to say the best of the Super Juniors or something like that. I'm sorry. I don't watch too, too much New Japan, but I try to catch what I can because I absolutely enjoy that product. So SmackDown, what happened on SmackDown? Well, Thursday night, the 31st, of course, uh, Crown Jewel took place in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, and, well, spoiler alert, well, not spoiler alert, because you've watched it by now, but Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, has won the Universal title, which is amazing. This comes into play for something that's going to be taking place on SmackDown right here. Uh, there were travel woes. There were troubles getting home. Uh, there's various rumors and innuendos as why that might be whether it was fueling issues taking off whether it was vince mcmahon or somebody over there pissed off a high-ranking official in saudi arabia i don't know but mcmahon flair lesnar hogan tyson fury 
they all got away on their private jets. Kane Velasquez stayed stayed behind with the rest of the talent, and he didn't have to, so big ups to him. So SmackDown, WWE, they had some time to fill. And because while SmackDown was airing, the talent was either in the air or landing actually during the show. Some people not getting home until until yesterday. This is Sunday, November the 3rd when I'm recording. So Saturday the 2nd, you know, Carl Anderson tweeted about him being home. Uh, Bobby Roode tweeted about him being finally back home in Canada for a break. Uh, and all that. So... A lot of wrestlers are pissed off, rightfully so, and disgruntled. They don't want to go back to Saudi. Uh, this is a 10-year deal with those people, so unfortunately, they're going to be going back. But a lot of these people, uh, rumor and innuendo, again, are pissed off. Maybe they want out of the company as soon as possible. They don't want to go back to Jeddah, uh, whatever. So... I watched Crown Jewel. It wasn't a, it was a mostly good event. I mean, Brock Lesnar squashed Kane Velasquez in a very pointless title match. You know, uh Mansoor, a local hometown boy, Saudi Arabia, wrestled a great match with Cesaro. And then there was like a big tag team turmoil match to crown the world's greatest tag team. And Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin weren't, inv weren't involved. So the OC's win is null and void until you beat Haas and Benjamin. Uh, and then the Fiend won the universal title in a car crash, entertaining, fun. I liked their match. I mean, there was great camera work with the fiend. There was great, uh, there was great effects. Seth Rollins hit eleven stomps, and the fiend kept getting back up. The fiend is indestructible and is the universal champion, but he's a SmackDown guy. Let me finish. So WWE had some time to fill. They had to fly in some uh, talent from NXT. And because NXT had been announced to be part of Survivor Series already, this kick-started the angle that we're going to see throughout the night. So, to start off, SmackDown took place in Buffalo. Home of the Sabres. Home of the Bills. Unfortunately for both of you. Although, the Sabres are looking good. Finally. Bills, I don't know. I don't watch a lot of football, but go Chiefs. So... Paul Heyman gets into the ring, and uh, they air the entire three-minute Cain Velasquez-Brock Lesnar match. Cain uh, got a couple of shots in, but Brock made him his bitch, tapped out the Camaro lock, wouldn't let go of the Camaro lock. Uh, this cues in Rey Mysterio to start blasting Brock with the chair numerous times, and we're getting uh, the feud from SmackDown 16 years ago rekindled except it's going to be on Raw. So, you know, Heyman is just like, you know, Vince McMahon refused his demand to send Mysterio to SmackDown, so he announces that Lesnar is quitting the blue brand and signing with Raw to get his hands on Rey Mysterio. 
Now, of course, this means that The Fiend, a SmackDown star, is exclusive to SmackDown. And as of this recording, the Universal Championship, the Red Jam Championship, the Blood, the Blood Code Championship from Mortal Kombat 1 is on SmackDown. Now, does this mean that this Universal title is going to get a cha color change because the blue brand is blue and the Universal Championship was raw and it was red? We'll have to wait and see. So I think Bray Wyatt's going to have a really nice custom championship up his sleeve for the feed and the funhouse. It's, it's going to be cool. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. So... It's, of course, WWE was stalling for time, but, you know, if they're willing to air an entire pay-per-view match, you know, I believe something happened a number of years ago where a blizzard delayed Monday Night Raw. So I think what did they, they aired a Royal Rumble match or a Royal Rumble event from that year. I chat me up uh, people in in Twitter land, chat me up, uh, Nate, Wade, uh, Russellatic Radio, anybody, Doc, Bones, you guys are my age, you'll remember this crap. So, having the Beast quit SmackDown and head to Raw felt kind of like a cheat after the draft, but we also remember that there was this trade, uh, Alexa Bliss and uh, Nikki Cross, for future considerations maybe this is a future consideration honestly i would have had the fiend come to raw because he's got a program to finish with seth rollins there's supposed to be a steel cage match between the two but i think it's a dark match but as always card subject change so we never know uh backstage we see uh sean michaels and triple h looking on curiously and interestingly and you know of course we know that triple h is in charge of nxt Shawn michaels is making it obvious wearing his nxt hat and <clears throat> bomber jacket or running jacket, whatever you call it spring jacket whatever so we had a title match next between women's champion bailey and nikki cross just having a great Great match. Nikki Cross just absolutely unloading on her, doing that uh, apron skirt spot. Uh, she almost got the win as she was preparing Bailey for the purge, that um, draping uh, spinning neckbreaker move that, that she does. But Sasha Banks made the save and interrupted that. And while the boss gets taken out by, by Nikki, uh, Bailey used that distraction to hit a headlock driver on Nikki Cross for the win. And after the match, NXT women's champion Shayna Baszler stormed the ring through banks into the steel post and planting Bailey right in the face with an awesome high knee and walked through the crowd with her NXT women's championship in tow. So, you know, Bailey cross they can put on a great match they're both great in-ring performers uh i mean if you don't believe me watch bailey and sasha's feud in nxt from like 2014 it was top notch stuff nikki cross is well she's my boo she's my she's my 
crush on WWE. She's gorgeous. Killian Dane, you lucky man. Uh, but I, I just love the unhinged kind of psycho Brian Pillman-esque uh, leftover from Sanity gimmick. Uh, it kind of breaks my heart to see that, you know, Sanity's not a thing. But I'm really, really happy for Alexander Wolf in Imperium. He's absolutely killing it in NXT UK. Speaking of NXT UK, uh, I believe that there are some tapings going on uh, across the pond for WWE and some 205. There's supposed to be some cross-branded 205 Live and NXT UK matches. So... Yes, please. I will take that. Let's just let me let me see. 205 live. I would like to see the Bollywood boys go up against uh Marcel Bartel and Fabian Eichner. I think they put on a good match. Uh Walter against Leo Rush be, just because it's champion versus champion and Walter would cave in Leo Rush's chest and permanently imprint his hand on there like a tattoo just like a tattoo um so this is of course build up to survivor series uh wwe is capitalizing on a really really bad situation and turning it up to 11 million uh sammy Zayn is backstage uh just uh giving out and bad mouthing nxt and just saying that NXT was trying to take advantage of SmackDown's vulnerability, a.k.a. the people that stayed behind for moral and religious reasons. Uh, he challenged NXT stars to step to him. In come the Limitless Bros, Matt Riddle, bro of a bro of the show, and Keith Lee, bask in his glory. And... My goodness, Keith Lee and Dijak, uh, Dominic Dijakovic. Watch their feud on NXT, especially their last couple of matches on TV and also their triple threat with Roddy Strong for the North American title. My goodness. Uh, they chased Sammy to the ring. Final flash. And uh, Riddle hits a bro Derek before the Limitless One himself hits a nice second rope moonsault. Now, Keith Lee, he's a big boy. He is like the, the long-lost twin brother of King Ricky. He is a Mark Henry kind of size fella. But this guy can pull off moonsaults and planches and shoot standing moonsaults. And probably, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Keith Lee did, did, you know, a shooting star press. Is this man, you know, as I said, he's limitless. And I'm actually looking up to see if if Keith Lee ever did a shooting star press. I am pressed for time. It doesn't look like a picky, but he can hit a wicked second rope moonsault. I wouldn't be surprised if we see him pull off like the biggest shooting star press of all time. Keith Lee is amazing. Uh, Sami Zayn is just the brunt of the jokes here. He's getting embarrassed. A lot of people seem to think that he's getting buried. He doesn't deserve this, but he's a heel and the baby face has got to stand tall. 
If you're going to run your mouth, you got to back it up. Sami Zayn, he's got the gift of the gab, but he can't back it up in the ring because he's a chicken shit heel. It's how he's booked. That's that's his position. Uh, they talked about he's like I'm the I was the heart of NXT. Blah blah blah. In come you know the new brand, I guess. So that was fun. Uh, I, I love I love me some Sami Zayn, uh, Canadian boy from Montreal. I I, I got to give him props, even though he is a Montreal Canadiens fan. Who cares? He's cool. I don't think he's buried here. He's just, he was just in a position to get heat, and that's cool. Maybe he'll be on the WWE Brigade. Next, we have Miss TV. Of course, was supposed to be a Miss TV segment with Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, and I knew when Saudi Arabia when they were having a show in Saudi Arabia and SmackDown was Friday night that unless they were going to do a pit stop in like Birmingham, England, they weren't going to get uh, they weren't going to get a show unless they tape a SmackDown in Saudi Arabia, which they should have done, honestly. Uh, so it, the Miz is like, hey, I don't have a guest, so. Talks up Bray Wyatt's win, but he decided he just can't talk about an absentee guest, which turned, which he turned, you know, spinned into his his take on NXT. And then we hear like, no one will survive. Tomas Champa, former NXT champion, coming out and called the A-lister, the Miz, called him. You are everything that is wrong with the WWE. I am the best sports entertainer in the world. And although that sounds like a cringy line, it's actually really good. It's actually funny. I'm all for it. Friggin', friggin' love me some Champa. Can't wait for him to get Goldie back. And I've predicted this in the Game Changer. WrestleMania weekend, NXT TakeOver Miami, it's happening. Because War Games is coming up. And while we have a women's war games booked, I think Tommaso kind of hinted towards it on NXT this past week where he looked at Goldie. He looked at the title held by Adam Cole, baby. Uh, like, Goldie, you will have to wait because daddy's going to war. So maybe it's Champa, Riddle, Lee, and... If Velveteen Dream was cleared, going up against the Undisputed Era. This leaves Finn Balor, the recently heel Finn Balor, Rock and Roll Prince Devitt, please, going up against Johnny Gargano, which I think will steal the show. It'll steal the weekend. Uh, my, my goodness. So this, of course, turned into a match. Uh the Miz was trying to capitalize and uh, work the injured knee of Champa. That you know, the knee that he blew out at the start of his feud with Gargano. Unfortunately, uh, you know, locking in the figure four, doing the chop block and all that. But Tommaso hits the running knee in the corner, connects with the fairy tale ending for the win. Uh, he had a good match. I mean, the Miz isn't that good of a worker, but he's better. He, he's better than he was in like 05. So got to give him that. It was great storytelling, great chemistry, because these two on the mic, these two are the best heels in WWE and NXT. But they're booked as baby faces right now. 
down the line, I think they're both going to be heels. And it's it's awesome. They're, bo they're both great at garnering heat. Next, we had Fire and Desire going up against Carmella and Dana Brooke, except Carmella and Dana Brooke were jumped backstage by Bianca Belair. And Bianca, with an impressive-looking spot, gorilla-pressed Carmella and threw her over a bunch of production boxes. Ouch. And then, since there was no opponents for Fire and Desire, this is my brutality! Rhea Ripley, inaugural NXT UK Women's Champion, comes out with Team Kick member Tegan Knox. And they absolutely squash Fire and Desire, Shiniest Wizard, and that wicked elevated inverted cloverleaf submission move that, that Rayo does. I don't know the name of it, but that sick looking finisher, it makes her look really strong. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Rhea Ripley is the future of the women's division in WWE. She is a beast. Kind of like she's she's tall, she's built, she's menacing. It's like she reminds me of China, although they look nothing alike. China was big, bulky, uh, and wrestled the men. I think Tegan, uh, not Tegan, well, she probably could too, but Rhea could like be the next China, wrestle the men. Yeah, yep, 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 okay. So we had uh, a backstage bit with Daniel Bryan went into Triple H and Shawn Michaels asking them why they're here. Triple H said he came to SmackDown after the announcement that NXT would be competing at Survivor Series. So Brian challenged Triple H. We get stare down, and uh, Triple H whips out. He kind of like, oh yeah, forgot uh, my gear. Uh. And that was right there. I was just hoping, I was salivating at the at the opportunity of a WrestleMania 30 rematch. But what we got was even better so in into the shot he's like oh hey champ no i i can't oh i can't no i didn't bring my stuff uh, and Shawn michael starts taking off his jacket and that tease just for a second like was funny he's like oh no it's it's actually kind of cold turn <laughs> zips his jacket back up it's like hey champ and uh. comes out of cold baby it's like uh He's like, oh, here, uh, you wrestle uh, Adam Cole for the NXT Championship. Uh. <clears throat> okay, I can't keep doing that. So Triple H and HBK watch from ringside. And, you know, Daniel Bryan, Adam Cole, Bebe, the pop he got, the boom, the sing along with him with the He's main roster ready. This is why NXT should start in bigger arenas. They will. I mean, they're still going to tape some stuff in full sale. Shout out to, to Nick Giacobbe and Izzy. Hi. Uh, big props. I always see you guys in the crowd. Uh, and you're and whatever and what you're both doing in your respective lives and careers, you're killing it. I'm super pumped for you, and I'm super proud of you both. Big shout out to Nick and Izzy. So Brian is just pounding the crap out of Adam Cole, brutalizing him at every turn. Uh, 
the LaBelle lock was locked in. Cole barely gets to the ropes. Cole managed, and then throughout the match, Cole managed to catch Brian with the Panama Sunrise and the last shot for the clean win. Now, Adam Cole's heel. I would have rather had some kind of shenanigans, maybe the era gets involved, but I think Fishing O'Reilly might have been at a house show elsewhere that night. I mean, NXT made it to the event like five minutes before airtime and needed a police escort to even get into the event, uh, the arena, the whatever the Buffalo Sabres arena is called now, HBIC. It was called back in the day. I can't remember. Uh, so I haven't seen a pile driver, not the tombstone. The tombstone doesn't count, but I'm talking about a Terry Funk, Jerry Lawler pile driver on WWE TV in I don't know how long. Like CM Punk did one to John Cena, but that was on pay-per-view at Money in the Bank. It's been at least since the 90s, maybe. I can't remember. Like Jerry Lynn did the cradle pile driver in ECW, but I think in WWE he used the Tornado DDT as a finisher. Anyways, Panama Sunrise pile driver. Nice to see it on WWE TV. Uh, nice to see Vince McMahon approved this. I know that they've learned their mistakes from the Nexus and from the WCW ECW invasion. I'm looking forward to this. I hope this is long-term booking. We're going to like get towards something at, I think we're going to see something at WrestleMania where like Triple H wrestles Shane McMahon for full control of the company because, well, Vince is going to be working in the XFL. Maybe it has Vince's stake on the line, or there's going to be a thing where Vince McMahon puts all of his stock into that. But hey, Shane just got fired off of SmackDown. Well, I, I don't know. I'm just fantasy booking there. After the match, we saw everyone get involved here. We saw everyone from NXT get in the ring. Uh, but what was really funny, the great storytelling here is that Champa did not take his eyes off of Goldie, the NXT title held by Adam Cole. Just perfect storytelling, even though he is on Team NXT against Team WWE. Because we saw Swerve Scott was in the ring. I think uh, Punishment Martinez was there. Uh, Leo Rush. <clears throat> Shayna Baszler. Rhea Ripley. Uh, Swerve, did I say Swerve Scott? Yeah, uh, some of the notable NXT members were in the ring. And Triple H is just cutting a promo, saying, hey, we fired the first shot. Bring it. Blah, blah, blah. So this was the best SmackDown I've seen in a very, very long time uh big ups to wwe for that i'm looking forward to this this storyline it's gonna be awesome i just know it i am optimistic about this one they gave the title to the fiend i didn't think they would but okay wwe balls in your court let's go so everyone thank you very much for listening to this edition of the fretzelmania podcast what does the future hold for this show? Well, I won't be uploading it as often because I'm on the Game Changer every week. I have my Patreon show uh, every month. So sporadically, you'll see some stuff through the Fretzelmania feed. I know you get the, you do see the 20 Bell Salute in the Fretzelmania feed. It's just easier for me to upload that way. That way I can link it to the Patreon. So 
some of you get it for free and that's fine by me. I don't care. <laughs> uh, the more people to hear it, the better. So thanks for listening. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the legendary JF seek out this podcast, wherever your platforms are heard. Thank you everyone. God bless you. I love you all. Peace.